Welcome to the Design a Life You Love show. This is your spot if you want to grow and learn how to make your life feel better. Utilizing a blend of faith and science with lots of real talk to bring you real solutions. If you're a busy bee yearning to jump off of that chaotic hamster wheel so you can become more focused and intentional with a life full of greater purpose, peace, and joy, this is your place. Maybe you're looking for more freedom in your schedule, to increase your net worth, to successfully lose and keep weight off, taking better care of yourself, or you just need the right tools, strategies, or mindset to help you with your financial, fitness, faith, or relationship goals. You're going to need a lot of grace and a little support and action. Hi, I'm Michelle Rohde, and I'm a licensed financial advisor, best-selling author, and certified coach. My passion is inspiring and teaching you how to get from where you are to where you want to be in any and all areas of your life. I'm here to throw you that life preserver and show you the way out of your status quo, how to hit that pause button, step out of the rat race, and design the life of your dreams with practical action steps they don't teach you in school. These are the strategies, tips, and tools the top 1% most successful people on the planet use to love their lives by their design, co-created with God and lots of His grace. I cannot wait to share how exactly to do that with you in the coming episodes, because grace will take you places hustling cannot. Let's do this. Hey, hey, I'm so excited to be with y'all today. We're going to talk about being financially fit. And I want to give you some real practical action steps you can actually implement to go from where you are financially to the next step, give you some real basic building blocks that are easy to understand. Because I know it can be really confusing out there and complicated, and there's a lot of voices and opinions. And I think the one of the easiest things to relate financial fitness to is physical fitness. And case in point, um, I'd written an article, you know, maybe six months into the pandemic about losing the quarantine 15. And I gave people five, you know, my best power pack tips for dropping those pounds. Um, And emphasizing that it's really important for us to pay attention to this for once, not just because we want to look better, but out of necessity to stick around for our families, you know, make sure our immune systems are at their peak to fight anything that might come our way. And that's important all the time. Um, and being financially fit is the same way. You want, you want to be ahead of it. You don't want to be playing Monday morning quarterback, you know, trying to fix the problem after it's already happened. So what I mean by that is, is if you can start to put things into place, safety nets, protections, um, make yourself, you know, beef yourself up, your net worth, your savings accounts, your strategies, so that when hardship or challenges or slow times come your way, you're okay. You're not in a crisis mode trying to play catch up. And That's exactly what today's podcast is about, to give you some tips to have you get ahead of the curveball to get you financially fit. And it's just really important for your finances, uh, your finances to be healthy, just like your physical health. And more than ever, 
If you've gone through a hardship or some challenge, you may be thinking about job security or other financial priorities. And it's in these times of crisis, we often get shaken hard enough to question our own situation and our own decisions. And whether it's the aftershock of death or divorce or a layoff or other hardship like the pandemic, that's usually where your mess will leave you a message and a lesson learned. And hopefully you will um, basically utilize those hard times to rise above and as an opportunity to climb the stepping stones towards growth and progress instead of, you know, getting, it's easy to get downtrodden, um, to start focusing on, you know, saying things to yourself that those limiting beliefs and, and internal messages we have like, oh, this always happens to me, or I have such bad luck, or things never go right for me. And instead, if you can shift into trying to look at when things go wrong and, and waiting on the next thing to go wrong, you know, what can you learn from this? And that is how you begin to climb out of those messes and make some progress. And bottom line, health is wealth. They go hand in hand in so many ways. You want to be healthy enough to uh, basically enjoy the fruits of your labor. And you need to be healthy in order to generate those fruits in the first place. It really does go hand in hand. And you can't have one without the other. Um, So health isn't always just about physical wellness either. Sometimes we can't help being ill for a season. Or we, we could be faced with a disability or a family member's disability or health challenge or some other financial challenge or anything. I'm, I'm sure you have several you can think of in your own life. We've all got a story, right? But mindset is a critical component of our health. With a healthy mindset, we can overcome those perceived setbacks. If you're ill in one area, for example, try to strengthen or focus another area body versus mind versus spirit. So where is your strong suit or interest? Start there and water the heck out of that garden. There's a saying that states a rising tide will lift all boats. So if you're physically unhealthy, then utilize your faith and or your mindset to help you grow. The disadvantaged area will naturally benefit from that effort and vice versa. One can lift the other. And this life is a marathon, not a sprint. So you can take a a breath (laughs) and calm down and settle into that, knowing that it it takes time. And as are most of our goals, whether financially or physically, we must decide to be committed to the lifelong pursuit of improving what matters. If you want to tone up, you must work those muscles weekly and indefinitely. If you want to be financially secure, you have to flex those muscles consistently too. It's just a different kind of flex and a different kind of muscle. But both involve a conscious decision and consistent action over a long period of time to see positive results. And that's why I love comparing the two. They They really are so similar. And it just takes doing the boring, simple thing. You know, everybody wants... The magic pill. Everybody wants, you know, the fast results, the silver bullet, the thing that you're going to see overnight, quick success. But the truth is you have to put in the hard work over a period of time 
to see the rewards in both physical fitness and financial fitness. It's simply the name of the game in all things success related, and you just need the playbook. So if you're currently feeling financially insecure, or if you just want to improve your current situation financially, I want to give you the fundamentals, the playbook. Everyone needs to understand and accomplish to build a solid foundation upon which to scale rather than fail. No one wants to fail, and everybody needs a plan. So here's your plan that will drastically reduce the odds of you failing financially and increase the odds of building lasting health for generations. Being wealthy is healthy. And being greedy, well, that's the root of all evil. So if your intentions are good, your wealth truly can be health, not only for yourself but for countless others. Think of the amount of impact you could have on generations if you made some changes today or on your local community. It's really inspiring and incredible the power you have within yourself to generate such a positive ripple effect. So here we go. Financial fitness roadmap. I'm going to go through eight points for you guys. And the first one is you want to assess where you are now versus where you want to be. And this step is often overlooked in fitness and finances, which is why so many people fail. So remember this, you can master what you measure in the same way you would weigh yourself when you're wanting to lose weight and take progress pictures before and afters, you know, and take your body measurements when you start a new exercise or nutrition program, you'll want to document your financial data the same way, like your income, your sources of income. Do you have more than one? Your debt balances. What are your debts? Write them down, list your balances, your asset values. What do you own? Write down those values and your monthly expenses, your payments, your interest rates, your the length of your loans if you have any, all that stuff. And a good way to start to write down your, um, or to find some of that information is to look at your last month's statements to get those exact figures or, or pretty dang close. And then you'll want to decide on a goal amount for each of those areas and write those down. Just the act of gaining this clarity and putting it down on paper is scientifically proven to increase your success because of the new actions it could cause you to take. So write down where you are. That's a current assessment of all of those financial figures. And then think about where you want to be on those numbers and write that down too. And then number two is use a monthly budget. I can't stress this is this enough. If you don't have control of your finances, this is where you need to start. And you can download a free family budget at mydollartimes.com or you can use an electronic one like at NerdWallet. Just basically start by going to your last month's bank statement to see what you've been spending your money on and fill in the blanks on the budget. That's what you've currently been using. Then on that same budget worksheet, you have a space where you can fill in your goal amount for each item. So what do you want or should you be spending on those items? So if you need to spend less on eating out, you would write down a smaller amount for that goal section. Um, if you need to be saving more in your retirement account, that would be a larger number for the goals. And at the end of the day, your goal is not to end the month in red, otherwise known as a negative month. 
And I actually like to utilize a zero-sum budget, which means each dollar has a job. So you should actually end each month, you know, near zero because every dollar has been put to work if it's done correctly. And then number three is have a plan to pay down your debt. I'd recommend you look up either um, the definitions of the debt snowball or the avalanche method. And then there's calculators out there that can help you figure out which one is going to save you the most money when it comes to paying off your debt. You can just enter your debts into those calculators and it'll tell you which is the best method. And it's just one of my favorite ways for paying off multiple debts a lot faster than the traditional way of just chunking a little extra towards all of them. That will take forever. So number four is to have at least three to six times your monthly expenses in a savings account for emergencies. This is huge. So if you get into any sort of crisis, any sort of unexpected situation, you have an emergency fund that you're supposed to use for emergencies. This is not something you want to, you know, ever think about as being accessible. Oh, so you can go get you know, this shiny object that you want, this piece of furniture, this, you know, purse or this truck, you know, fun ATV or something like that, boat. No, it's not for fun. This is for emergencies only and everybody absolutely needs to have one. Um, It's so huge for keeping you out of situations that are just crushing where I can't tell you what some of my clients must feel when they first come in and they're, they're in a situation where they're coming to me for financial advice and it's already too late um, because they didn't have an emergency fund built up and they're wondering what their options are. And they're not great options. They're options that will keep you stuck for even longer options that may, you know, humiliate you or make it to where you have to work even harder or sell things you never wanted to sell in order to get out of a situation. And I just hate seeing that. Um, You know, I love being able to help people and maybe give them a few ideas they hadn't thought of before, but it just doesn't have to be that way. If you just do a little planning and, and get those emergency funds set up before there's an emergency. And then number five is to make sure that you're contributing to a retirement plan because it's going to help you reduce your taxable income now. And the money that is in the retirement account is going to grow tax deferred and it will secure your income in the future. So you don't have to work forever. And the fact that you don't have to pay taxes on the money that it is earning means you're going to make even more money over time. So save what you can, but the key is to start and then to increase annually at a minimum by 1% until you can make it a goal to get to at least 10% of what you make. That's a a solid starting goal. Save 10% of what you make and just take baby steps. Just start though is the main key. And then six, find your coaches, find your mentors Everybody's situation is unique and your goals are your own. And there's no one size fits all approach. And all of these points I've given are really basic and really broad. 
And, you know, I hesitate sharing save in a retirement plan and it will reduce your taxable income because that's blanket advice that fits most people. But there's some people that I need to alter that wording a little bit differently for because they have a different situation. They can still save, still have their money grow tax deferred, but they might need to do it a little bit differently from one person to the next based on whether or not you have an income or based whether or not you're an employer or an employee. So I don't want to not share information because I'm, I'm worried somebody's going to nitpick it because I know there's more people it's going to help than there are people it's not going to help. And so that's why I'm sharing it with you. It's not perfect one size fits all advice but it's going to get you started. It's going to get the ball rolling in your mind, hopefully, and hopefully get you taking action steps to do some of these things if you haven't done them yet. And if you already have, that's awesome. Then you're going to need to to start to learn what are the next action steps because we're always supposed to be learning and growing. There's no um, stopping on that. There's no finish line here on earth. Um, We're only finished with when we're in heaven. So since it's not a one-size-fits-all approach to building wealth, you'll need to find a team of professionals. And the best way to do that, I think, is not to just, you know, randomly ask just anybody for the recommendation. You know, don't go out on Facebook and ask about, you know, who's the best um, financial person. You know, you want to, to look at people whose life you admire people whose life you want to emulate and ask them who they're using. And some of the professionals you want to think about having on your financial team are a good CPA, one that can communicate well with other professionals on the financial dream team that you want to have. And that could be um, uh, an estate planning lawyer, a real estate lawyer, and a financial advisor. And they're all going to need to work well together, communicate well with one another, and be aware of each other's solutions and how they fit. Because a lot of these solutions take all the parties involved that I just mentioned in order to execute these accounts and documents and transfers and and things you need to do um, to protect yourself and to build wealth and to make a real impact. And... um, you're, you're not going to want to ask your friends or family that aren't successful, that are the ones that are struggling, that aren't doing as well as you would like. You know, don't ask them who they use because you don't want their results. So you're going to have to ask questions and find out what you don't know in order to get to that next step. And not only do they need to communicate well with each other, they need to be able to communicate well with you. You've got to feel comfortable and confident and understand very easily and simply what your next action step is. And not be overwhelmed by, you know, everything you eventually need to accomplish, but, you know, just take a breath and know, hey, this these are stepping stones. One step at a time. This is the road I need to take. And we never stop learning and growing and we're, we're never going to be finished with this. So don't let it overwhelm you. Just know, you know, you want to find the, tre- the, the dream team that can grow with you, that wants and is excited to grow with you. And they can advise you, for example, on ways to reduce your taxes 
or on which accounts or investments might be beneficial and what documents you might need to protect yourself, your family, your assets, and so on. And that way you can make a greater impact. You can sit back after you have all these worries off your back and spend more time with your family, you know, not have to hustle as hard and not have to, um, make more money because of how much you're giving up to taxes. You can actually make a greater impact in your community and make some really amazing memories with your family, your loved ones, your community. If you really start doing a little upfront work with these professionals, get that out of the way. And then you can kind of coast a little bit, have some things automated and in place and um, confidence and security and sleep better at night. And who wouldn't want that? I mean, I would love that for everybody. Number seven is you should obtain a plan for each of your financial goals, whether it's paying off debt, building a savings account, building your retirement, future income, saving for your education or a child's education, protecting your assets or your loved ones, estate planning, and so on. The plan needs to include calculations, action steps, and accountability to ensure you're making progress. And then lastly, have fun with this process. Look, I know taking care of these things is at the bottom of most people's list. I know it's right up there next to scrubbing the toilets and going to the dentist. I get it. Um, So that's why this last step is so critical because you want to accomplish these things, right? And if you want to accomplish them, you're going to have to make it fun along the way. You're going to have to reward yourself. So the same way, like when you're working on, um, you know, becoming physically fit, you know, having a new long-term healthy lifestyle, you work in those treat meals, right? So you don't burn out so that you have balance and you're not depriving yourself and um, giving up because, You've just restricted yourself for too long and then you just go, you know, bonkers and and go the complete opposite direction and binge and, and mess up all your hard work. So that's why they build in treat meals that you really enjoy and look forward to and or an adult beverage, right? Um, so in the same way, you want to do that with something else that may take a while and may not be at the top of your fun list. So the way you could do this is, you know, build in like a night out. So if you've been working really hard towards your financial goals, you've been making your appointments with your dream financial team, you've been opening the accounts, you've been drafting money automatically out of your checking into savings, you know, you've been paying down debt, you can go into your calendar and put in future dates. So like maybe a month from now. If you've made XYZ progress towards your goals, you have a future date already put in the calendar of when you're going to go out night on the town to celebrate, right? You can really enjoy yourself because you've worked hard for it. Or maybe it's a little splurge. You want to buy yourself a little something that's not going to derail your plan or or take a little day trip, something like that so that you don't burn out and you 
enjoy the scenery along this marathon of life. And so that's just something to, to remember to do with anything, um, any kind of goal setting you're after is enjoy the ride. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. This is exactly what we're put here on earth to do is to live and to grow, learn, love and learn and all that good stuff. And it's never going to stop. So we might as well just take a breath and keep chugging along and we'll get there. We'll, we'll keep accomplishing goals and then we'll have a new one. And so I just want to help it feel better for you along the way. And I want you to accomplish the things you want to accomplish and um, not to stay stuck in a feeling of chaos or overwhelm, frustration, or any of that yucky stuff. And this is how you do it. So I hope that was helpful. And if you have any questions on any of it, um, just let me know or seek advice. And I hope you all have a great day. Bye. Hey, be sure to hang out with me in the other spots like Instagram, Facebook, and my website, michellerody.org, where you'll find my planner, books, my blog, courses, and so much more to empower you to take your life to the next level. Let's do this.